0: All right, and we're on. Fucking beeping thing.
1: (laughs) Is it like preemptively telling us that we're swearing?
0: Yeah, most likely. How very
1: interesting. All right, everybody. How you doing? This is Something Gate Episode 10. So here we go again.
0: Let's go. and we're back for episode number 10. I am your uh one co-host, one A, number A co-host, letter letter one co-host, Jared Sampson.
1: Letter one, huh?
0: Letter one and number A.
1: Uh-huh. Uh I am Steve Barda, the uh plucky comic relief of the show.
0: But A hey. So, uh, what's new this week, Steve? What you got going on, man?
1: Oh, not much. Uh, just got done with a job interview, so hope to hear back from that uh, within the next couple of days.
0: That's how do you think that went? I think it went well, yeah.
1: actually. Uh, normally, I don't like talking about myself. Maybe this, uh, maybe this podcast has gotten me to loosen up a little bit.
0: I, th- I, I don't know. It seems like you, uh, from seeing you in social situations, and stuff seems like you've kind of come out of your shell a little bit. So I get to see the guy that I know. Be out there right away. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, every once in a while you gotta, you know, come out of the cave.
0: Yes, call it call it a cave, Steve. You know, cave, closet, whatever. Um, You're a dick. All right, so I uh, I, I kind of want to start <laughs> off. I what's new for me this week? Let's see. Uh we had we had our uh turbo wool event here at the spring classic. We'll kinda of talk that about that a little bit later, but uh had that here, went off without a hitch, real successful.
1: That was an excellent morning.
0: And got got uh fifty six matches in less than two hours.
1: That's unprecedented. That's yeah.
0: yeah. So that's new. Um we have a repeat champion thing. Alan has been Spring Classic champion before.
1: I'm sure. Why not? Which is
0: awesome jerk. And uh, I also got some feedback on some of the episodes, and people want me to stop being so fucking loud on the mic. <laughs> so I have placed the mic well far away from my mouth. I'm I'm just so used to being like having to project when I'm singing and playing guitar and stuff that right. I, I apparently project very loudly. Sounds legit. Um, I've tried turning the gain down a couple times when, when I've been editing, and I, I keep listening. I go, geez. Like, I, I, you guys got to understand, and I'm, you guys have listened for the past episodes. You don't understand. Generally, I sit with that mic, what, probably six inches from my mouth most um, of the time?
1: Yeah, it's usually like four knuckles.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I mean, good four inches, six inches, depending on where I'm moving my head around. Yet, it sounds like the mic is in my mouth. like. So, so the, the sound gets distorted so much. That I can't even turn the gain down because I've already hit the top of the of what the mic can handle. Huh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try it a little bit further back today. I'm gonna be about you know.
1: <laughs> You're a good foot at
0: least. Yeah, but I, I'm looking at the levels. It's it's gonna be just just about fine. So
1: well, that's great. Maybe it will um, make it so you don't have to edit. So much.
0: Oh, that's another drink, ladies and gentlemen.
1: And, of course, we're just going to remind you guys to play along with us. Any successful application of the Archer phrasing, or any time Jared says he has to edit something, you get to drink along with us.
0: Hey, all right. Uh, The other thing I'd like to do in in regards to drinking is uh, I went back after editing episode number nine, and I didn't realize how much day drinking I had been doing. (laughs) So... I, I apologize for my for my rants and and lack of continuity in my thought process, and you know, turning off the audio, squirrel, losing about a good fifteen <laughs> minutes of, uh, of of show.
1: Uh, that's okay. That's the wonderful thing about digital media is we can always come back for it.
0: Absolutely. So one other thing kind of happened this week is that Rodney from On um, that just happened posted up that uh, he has a new perception or, or a new appreciation or some sort of appreciation for Tom Cruise. And he wanted to get our opinion on that. Um, so I went back, listened to episode 49. By the way, I'm going to go on my little, own little rant here. But I absolutely hate Podomatic. Not, not necessarily the service, not the hosting service, but I absolutely, 100% hate that app for my iPhone. I switched over to an iPhone. And uh it was it's all bad. You get like when I go to play it, you can't fast forward, you can't save your spot. It was just a pain in the butt. However, I was able to get the episode downloaded on Overcast, I think, on, on the iPhone, and I was able to get to the spot where we need to listen to it. Um Steve, what is your opinion of Tom Cruise as an actor? I mean, what what do you think about I mean like Kind of answer this question, you know, because I know we're going to talk about it. Claire's going to talk about it on Vag Dialogues. I don't know. I'm assuming that uh, Nick Prohl's going to talk about it.
1: Well, I, you know, I hadn't really thought about it until uh, you brought it up to me before the show. Um, you know, obviously our generation grew up with uh, mostly Top Gun. Uh, th- of course, uh, referencing my gearhead traditions again, my family was also real big into Days of Thunder, um, I kind of lost track of him from there until he started doing the Mission Impossibles. Right. And then, uh, of course, being the sci-fi fan that I am, uh, Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow were quite surprising for me to to see how well he performed in those roles. I think they made an excellent point where he's always kind of got that asshole kind of hard-edge quality to him, but he's also a, a pretty competent action actor. Yeah, I agree. So, um, if he wants to keep making stuff uh, along those same lines, I'm all for it.
0: I, you know, I've been kind of a fan of Tom Cruise for a while. Um, he even even with his like goofy, goofy stuff he's done and the Scientology, all that kind of shit. It's it, it is what it is. You <laughs> yeah, know? I
1: mean you. He can believe whatever he wants off the screen as long as stuff blows up real good. Yeah,
0: make good movies. That's all I care about. I mean, Vanilla Sky was kind of a stretch. You know, Eyes Wide Shut was kind of weird, but fun. Um, but you, you get into Oblivion, right? And I think when, when I was going to watch Oblivion, I didn't really know if I wanted to watch it because I just watched Elysium, and I was like, ah, I didn't really like that movie. And I was talking to Steve about it, and he said, hey, Oblivion is awesome. So I happened to get a day at home on the weekend by myself popped on Oblivion, took the time and I love that movie. I mean, I, but I've always liked Tom Cruise. It, it's he, I find him a very entertaining actor. I love all of the stuff he's done. I mean, I'm not saying that they're all great movies, but I if he's in a movie and it looks entertaining, I'm going to go pay the money to see yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's he's got a level of star power that's kind of undeniable. If you make Edge of Tomorrow without him, you're still going to have a good movie, but with him People will go see it because of him and be exposed right. to the story.
0: Exactly. So, like, I kind of, I kind of liken him to the same thing. Like, uh, for me, I am a hugely Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Okay. I, he, you know, we kind of grew up with him and everything. He's a bit, a little bit older than us, but I, I, he is our generations. I think he's our generation's greatest actor. I think he's just an amazing actor. And if he's in it, I'll watch it. It's, just, it's just one of the things. I mean, you think about Catch Me If You Can, The Great Gatsby. Titanic, uh, um, the the Martin Scorsese flick where he's a gangster and he got uh, Matt Damon.
1: Uh, um, starts on S. Dunant.
0: Anyway, but Gariprio
1: or something along those
0: lines. No, no, not mm. that one. But then you look at other some of the other movies he's done. Like he's done Baz Lerman flicks. I mean, you look at uh, um, Romeo and Juliet is an awesome movie. Talk about a stylized movie. Claire Danes, him, is awesome. Got some John Leguizamo action in there. It was awesome, man. And, but he, he kind of pulls that movie together. So I kind of liken Tom Cruise to that same caliber, in my opinion.
1: I I won't dispute that with you. Um, I don't really have a pick for greatest uh, actor of our generation. Uh, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to, to narrow something like that down. So I will uh, I will allow your statement to stand.
0: That's right. Just wait till Ben Affleck gets it on being Batman, and you're going to say it's going to be him.
1: Or not ever. <laughs> I'm not a, not a Ben Affleck hater, but I'm certainly not a fan. Oh. Think, I think the only thing he's ever done barm, barm. that I've ever liked was uh, Dogma, is probably the only thing he's ever done that I liked.
0: Dogma's a great flick. Have you seen The Town? The Town was good, too. So, another thing they kind of talked about briefly on there that they kind of touched on was Fast and the Furious movies. Um, like Fast and Furious 7 is out. Claire and I were out getting, we both had the day off, we were out doing something the other day, went got some lunch, she's like, hey, we have time to go see a movie? I'm like, yeah, it's good, but what's out? She started listening off, she's like, Fast and Furious 7, I go, no, no, I'm pretty much out. Yeah, I... I just I, don't care anymore. I don't, I don't know. I love the the um, actors.
1: Like, I've obviously, uh, God, what, must have been... 2021 at the time that the first one came out. Okay, and I remember, you know, going to see that one, and it was what it was. You know, it was an, it was a car chase movie with a cops and robbers uh, motif to it. Right. I remember the seeing the second one in. Um, we were living in the dorm at the time, and it was on. And Jeremy and I just watched it um, and just got absolutely hammered and made fun of it the entire time, which was you know always good. Uh, I never saw the third one. Uh, I saw the fourth one in the theaters, and I remember thinking, like, wow, this is a legit movie. Right. Uh, but I have not seen uh, any since that one. So I honestly couldn't tell you what they are. Now, once they brought in The Rock, I was like, man, what are we going for here? <laughs> we're we're, we're doing a
0: G.I. Joe Fast and Furious crossover is what we're doing. That's
1: why you need to make mask.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Call back to episode nine. Oh, uh, man. So... Fast and Furious, I'm like, it is it is what it is. I'd rather, I mean, I loved Gone in 60 Seconds, for instance, but I wouldn't want to watch Gone in 60 Seconds Episode Which one? 7. The first one. Well, well no, the, the Nicolas Cage Gone in 60 okay, Seconds, ever, the remake of the original. Okay, have you okay. ever
1: seen the original? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, I have. Good. Um, I've seen the original. I prefer the remake, but I think that's just because I, I I wasn't a gearhead. My dad wasn't a gearhead. I didn't get grown up on that stuff. So that it was, I had already seen the remake by the time I saw the original. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the best car movies that I ever saw. Well, I don't know if it's really a really car movie, but I think it is. But I was watching Jeremy's Dorm Room with you guys. It was the first time I saw Bullet. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, talking about a kind of car chases and stuff like that, that's yeah. fantastic.
1: Bullet Mustang is pretty legendary. I got one for you. Um, Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof.
0: Oh, Death Proof is awesome. You know, yeah. Death Proof was fun. It, it, it was really good. For, for the most part. I loved, I lo- did you see it when it was the Grindhouse double feature? I you saw it in theater. the theater
1: okay. with, uh, yeah, with Jeremy actually. With Planet
0: Terror.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember being, Jeremy saying, oh yeah, there's a whole other movie and I was like,
0: Damn, I gotta pee. <laughs> yeah, I, they, I think they with the cuts they cut them down to like an hour each, right? So it was like, uh, they, like an hour and ten minutes each. Maybe they. I mean, they were pretty because they had those those cigarette burn cuts. And yeah, stuff, that
1: know? uh that was only like a ten minute scene though that they cut out of that, and they never put it back in Planet Terror, which is what I find hysterical. <laughs> There's always just that missing reel where the whole barbecue joint lights on fire. Yeah, which is hilarious. But uh, yeah, excellent. Um, Excellent under-the-radar. You might consider them underrated movies. Uh, Planet Terror and Death Proof, uh, definitely uh, uh, worth a watch.
0: My, my favorite of the pair is, is, is uh, Death Proof. I mean, sorry, Planet Terror. I, I thought it was just a, a, a really good movie. It was a good zombie flick. You got Bruce Willis in it. I mean, you got Michael Bean. You can't go wrong, man. You got a chick that has a gun for a leg. Yeah,
1: definitely. uh, For a campy, you know, low budget zombie movie, you can't go wrong. Um, I like Death Proof. most of the time, I can like I can sit and watch Planet Terror all the time. Death Proof drags just a little bit with the dialogue in the middle before the big car chase scene, and I think that uh, hurts its tempo. But it's a Quentin yeah, Tarantino it, movie, yeah. so it's it's gonna do stuff like that. And it has Zoe Bell in it, who is on the team and is awesome.
0: That's true. Um, so let's kind of I, I love when we get on these conversations, and we kind of. We kind of try to step out the show, get a, get a theme, you know, not a theme, but like we try to get a some semblance of order to the show. But I like it because the discussions we have tend to lead us off, off on different paths. So, that, so that brings me to the question: Squirrel, of, what is your? Yeah, and that's why the show works because <laughs> yeah, I squirrel I, around like a crazy I, man. I love it. What is your favorite Quentin Tarantino film and why? Um, you have to pick one.
1: I'm gonna have to go with Kill Bill Volume Two.
0: Kill Bill Volume. Not the original, but Volume Two. Correct. So why do you? So let me ask you this. First off, why do you prefer it over Volume One?
1: Uh, because I think uh, Volume Two is more of a Tarantino film. Uh, the first I agree. Fil- first film, absolutely excellent homage to you know the the Chopsaki films that I grew up watching, you know, on Channel Nine as a kid, and uh, I think it's excellent in that spectacular action sequences, excellent storyline, amazing soundtrack. Right. But. Um, I love David Carradine and his performance in that as Bill is just
0: epic. Exactly. I, I liked Kill Bill Volume One, I think, a bit more. Because of the pace of it. Okay. Um I, I liked Kill Bill Volume Two for the for the revenge aspect and everything, and like and the way that it was more stylized, like a Tarantino flick. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and that I'm not saying that. You know volume one is a radical departure from the way that he shoots uh, still an excellent movie oh, yeah. yeah I I, I consider I consider them one really long movie but because the best way to go with because it, yeah. they're cut up into into the volume two I also really like uh, this is kind of silly but I like the curtain call at the end when they're uh, you know, playing the music over the credits, and you get to see you know the actors in their role, and you know realize that some of the actors pulled uh, pulled double duty on that film, right? To uh, bring it together, which I think is a is a smooth move. I, I really like curtain calls. I think most movies should do that, and uh, definitely, it's just a, a touch that I enjoy.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Phrasing. <laughs> If I were to pick mine, I've I really 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 like Django. Okay. I it's it's a long story building type movie. Um Granted, I know it's the most recent one, so it's usually that one that's most recent that's stuck in your head of of all the things you like about it. Because I think at the time when Inglorious Bastards came out, I was like, "Oh, it's my favorite one," you know. <laughs> and then when Kill Bill two two came out, I was like, "Oh my god!" Look,
1: looking at his body of work, it is really difficult. Like you can you can make an argument for any of those films, yeah, uh, to be your favorite, and it's completely legitimate and acceptable. Yeah,
0: I mean. But with with Django, I, I love Jamie Jamie Fox's performance. Yeah, the uh, and I, I'm going to feel like a bastard for not knowing his name correctly. But the German guy mm-hmm. was fantastic in that movie. He did a
1: great job in Inglorious Bastards yeah. too.
0: I mean, you see his range, and then he's been in a couple other flicks. Like the, those have really kind of sparked some really good stuff for him.
1: Yeah, he he definitely um, got noticed for that.
0: I mean, when so- you
1: can when you can play a bad guy and everybody goes holy shit, that's a great performance as the guy that you're supposed to hate. Right. I mean, that's that's
0: awesome. Samuel L. Jackson's character. Samuel L. Jackson had a great performance in that movie. Hated his character. I mean, do I think it's Oscar-worthy? No. But Samuel L. Jackson, like, had a great performance.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, kind of... The way that he had a performance within a performance because he was, you know, a very serious character acting a fool in front of everybody but Leo DiCaprio.
0: Exactly. Yep. So with that, kind of, you know, with the Samuel Jackson thing, have you seen Formula 57?
1: Yeah, It's been a minute. I think I've seen it.
0: Do you I, remember I it at all?
1: I certainly wouldn't have okay. seen it. Tw- I, I know I haven't seen it more than
0: twice. Okay. That's that's one of those movies that if it's on, that, that's in my wheelhouse of, oh, gosh, yeah, if it's on, I'm watching okay. this stuff, man. I got you. Uh, did you see Kingsman yet?
1: Yes, I saw Kingsman before you did.
0: That's right. Loved it. I thought I thought that yeah. was great. I loved Samuel L. Jackson in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has a really good way of picking a character and sticking with it.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's He's in so much. Man, he's just I mean, he had part, he had a part in Kill Bill.
0: He's the highest-grossing actor of all time.
1: That doesn't surprise me. I mean, he has had
0: the most work cuz he will do anything. He doesn't turn down roles. Nice. If he gets paid, he does it.
1: He has also uh also won Nicholas Fury. Oh yeah, the the best version of Nicholas Fury, we won't count David Hasselhoff.
0: Come on, the Hoff was Nick Fury, man, Dulles was not Nick Fury. No, he was no, not at all. <laughs> it nope. was
1: like let's combine Baywatch and Night Rider with the Hellicarrier and <laughs> and do it badly, uh, horribly. <laughs> if anybody wants to, you know, question their ability to go on living, watch uh, Nick Fury, Agents of Shield.
0: Oh, it's so bad. It's not as bad as the original <laughs> Avengers movie, <laughs> like way old school Avengers movie, but. It's pretty damn. We're talking bad.
1: like we're talking like in-house TNT, 1980s. you know, special. Oh no, it's got CGI, so it was at least ninety-four.
0: Was it CGI?
1: Yeah, because they had all the jets and stuff were CGI in it. Oh, bad, bad right. CGI. Awful, but still hilarious.
0: Yeah, that that was that was terrible. Um, kind of on the same comic book front, I posted this to the Something Gate Facebook page a little while ago. Did you see? Who is playing Psylocke? I have
1: no idea who she is.
0: What? Yeah. How do you not know who Olivia Munn is?
1: Because I don't know who Olivia Munn is. What do you want me to do?
0: You don't know who Olivia Munn is.
1: No. Oh,
0: my God. Take. Stop. Oh. Oh.
1: She's
2: what? like the hottest, like geek nerd you can possibly imagine.
1: Or not, because that's Christina Hendricks. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong.
2: No, you're Christina, not. Christina. No, 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 no. Because can Christina Hendricks talk video games and nerd shit?
0: Yes. Not yes, she the can.
2: way Olivia Munch Munch was, can. was on G four. Sorry, folks.
0: And- Hi, Claire. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, breaking news from <laughs> the Vadge Dialogs. Pull up your phone right now and look up Olivia Munn.
1: I looked at the link that you sent. You and it don't know who Olivia it Munn didn't is? Are, are you have kidding any, me? It didn't have a filmography or anything in it. What has she done? Who is she? Why do I care? You like
0: yes. That's I'm asking. Yes. Break it down <laughs> for her, Claire.
2: Okay. Well, besides co-starring with um, our wonderful Chris Hardwick, correct? Yes. On Chris. Attack of the Show.
0: Uh Mine, no. Right? no 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 no, no, no. it was it show. was uh the the blonde guy it wasn't Chris Hart Chris Chris okay. Hardwick did let's Web- let's, let's
1: Web- put Zoom. it in let's put it in context that I've never had access to G four
2: okay all right well then um she's on the newsroom right now that's her current like project okay. and she plays she's just badass on that don't know and what that is she's been in a couple other movies she's kind of actually she was in the new Mordecai movie did you see Mordecai nope okay she was in that and then the other thing that I know her from is actually probably the really hottest scene from um, the Stripper with the Heart of Gold movie. Oh, Magic uh, Mike. Magic
0: Mike. I never saw
1: that either, so.
2: Well, you know, go out and do your homework because she's a maze ball.
0: Uh, Why is my dog barking? Ah, Hold on, guys. Hold on.
1: Dog in the room. Dog in the room.
0: Stupid dog.
1: Not Not the worst dog.
0: No, I love her. She's a good dog. She's in Iron Man 2. Come on.
1: What was she in Iron
0: Man 2? She was... standby. Hold on. Oh, come on, man. But Dude, Olivia Munn... Okay, I've you not... may not like her. That's fine. I, I, Whatever. I, hold, you don't care. Hold, you just don't on. know her. Hold
1: on. I never said I didn't like her. That's true. I don't true. know who the
0: fuck she is. That's fine. Okay, that, that's point, point taken. But I'm excited because Psylocke is like my... She was like the really hot X-Men that I really liked. Probably most out of any of them. So... And I really think Olivia Munn's pretty hot, so it's going to be kind of nice to see her play that character. It'll be it'll be fun for me.
1: Um, She'll probably have okay. like thirty seconds of screen time.
0: That's okay. I can live I can live with that. If she has the uh, classic costume on, I'm even more okay with that. So, you also posted a couple things at Something a Page too. Sure did. What
1: you got? Uh, well, uh, first and foremost, I thought it would be interesting to talk about, uh, with Avengers coming up, uh, Josh Whedon's getting sued for Cabin in the Woods. Josh
0: Whedon has a lawsuit against him. What What are they suing him for, for Cabin um, in the Woods?
1: Basically, there's a, a writer who was uh, living and working in, I believe, San Diego. I uh, that's the called time.
0: a whale's vagina.
1: Sure. Um and he claims that he wrote a novel in 2006 with um, an almost identical presence. And Whedon and his directing part, uh, his writing and producing partner for the movie, were working in the area at the time, and claims that they took the idea from him.
0: Really? Yep. What kind of evidence does he have? Um,
1: He's citing uh, similarities between the characters, including their names and likenesses uh, within the film, as well as the uh, meta presence of the haunted, quote unquote, haunted cabin with different possibilities of monsters being controlled by a clandestine organization.
0: That makes sense. I mean, did, did he get published? Like, is this a publisher? He, he
1: self published and was yeah, uh, see, putting that, it out that's through so grassroots, hard. yeah. That's so
0: hard. You, it's like, oh, I self published, so therefore, bah.
1: It was out before this came out, so you must have taken it from me. I remember M. Night Shyamalan went through the same thing yep. with The Village.
0: Yep. I mean, it, that's that's rough. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, at the same time, whereas when you get to the whole IP laws and intellectual property and copyright laws and all that, it's like. If your stuff wasn't good enough to get published, one, let alone make a movie of number two, shut up and go away.
1: Yeah, but is it not good enough to not get published, or is it not good enough because nobody knows who you are, therefore I can take this idea, and because you're a nobody, I can do what I want, and I you're not going to get can't anywhere. I can
0: speak to that. However... If you are, if Josh, only,
1: if only we knew somebody who lived and worked in L.A. Oh
0: my gosh, it'd be so nice if we could get that kind of a uh, response. To that I mean, it would be good to get Luke's. I mean, I know Luke's never going to listen to it.
1: Probably not. He's but, still, he's still uh, in the midst of his odd couple. Oh, he
0: wouldn't listen to it anyway. Oh, he'll but, listen. But, <laughs> but I know Nick listens, and uh, it would be cool, Nick, if you could go ahead and get Luke's opinion on that. Because my my thought process is this: is that. If you couldn't get it published, if you couldn't get a movie made, if you had a screenplay and it couldn't get made and somebody else picks up like somebody else has a similar idea and they straight up steal it from you, that sucks and that's wrong. However, if those people that straight up steal it from you and make a movie that makes some kind of money and they cut you a check, I think that's just pretty much No one,
1: it no, no one can see your hand gestures, Jared.
0: I know I'm a hand talker, quit making fun of me. You're a bastard.
1: Just saying. How's your shoulder, by the way?
0: Um, I, The bruise is f- starting to go away. It is still hard. Like, dude, feel this.
1: Feel that right there. No,
0: thanks. Come on, touch it. No. Come on, touch it. No. What, do, you, do you see what you
1: did to me? Zip your pants back up. We'll talk. No.
0: It's my house. I'm going to zip them up. Damn it. So what do you, I mean.
1: That'll learn you to mouth off.
0: So do you think you did it?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's certainly plausible that... It would be really
0: cool if we could like go read the book that got published. Pop- oh, it didn't get well, published. Well, he didn't
1: say it didn't get published. He said he published it himself. Yeah, so, so you don't I know. can go publish
0: myself. Right, now. I know a few people that publish themselves and are on Amazon. I
1: know them, too. So it's I, I get it, and I just thought it was interesting because we've mentioned Cabin in the Woods a couple of times, yeah.
0: and... Uh, with
1: our whole spiel on Avengers, you know, with that right around the corner, I just thought it was interesting that that popped up on my
0: feed. Do you know what I, just, you know what I never realized is, like, as many times as we've played House on Haunted Hill and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. that's Cabin in the Woods. Betrayal. Yeah, I mean, House yeah. yeah but Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill.
1: Available at the Wandering Dragon Game Shop.
0: Downtown playing field. But that game, as much as I say, like, you're Scooby-Dooing around in oh, G-K-R, yeah, to- that is totally... Did
1: I tell you what happened in the last game that I played?
0: No, where would you play
1: it with? Uh, with uh, Jake and Ash.
0: Oh no! What happened?
1: Yeah, we uh, got turned into people the size of mice, and the mansion's owner, uh, well, the mansion's owner turned us into like uh, mice-sized people, and his cat ate us.
0: Wow! You had to try and get out. <laughs> yeah, you
1: had to find a toy airplane to fly away in, oh, and man. we found the plane and we were trying to fly away, but when it landed to pick up the rest of us, we got eaten by so a cat. So you had to
0: pull a Stuart Little and failed. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So what was the There was another entertainment thing you were talking about. It was uh, one of the games we used to play or something?
1: Yeah, um, Guitar Hero coming back with uh, Guitar Hero Live this November.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, man, we, I couldn't believe that. That took me, that took me back, kind of like the, kind of like the, the Toy Story did last episode about yeah. uh, you know the Dino Riders. Man, when the, just the mention of Guitar Hero, I was like, oh ranked.
0: Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> the best bar that never was. Uh, for, oh, for those
1: of, for those of you unfamiliar with the story, uh, ranked was a bar in downtown Plainfield where you uh, paid a uh, paid a membership fee, and instead of you know there being you know sports on the TVs that surrounded the entire building, you would play Xbox or PlayStation, and they had a rock band tournament that. Uh, Three giants and a midget were uh, prominent in.
0: That's absolutely correct.
2: We were robbed of the championship for those at home.
0: Fact. And they had tournaments and stuff every like every week. For instance, I played in a uh, Wii golf league or a Tiger Woods Wii golf <laughs> league for like six weeks. Winter got like a four a foursome to a local place. It was really kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it was a great idea. And then all of a sudden, smoke <laughs> bomb. <laughs> and <he was> <laughs>
0: I felt so bad because, like, when, when I lived in downtown Plainfield, we lived about a block and a half away from this bar. So we would have people over, have a good time. We lived at a little townhouse down there. And we were able to – we were walking distance from the bar we liked to hang out at. Yeah,
1: that was that – Which was, that was, a was good time.
0: amazing. So when we had a sitter, it was just, like, walk over, get drunk, play video games. And, the like, the, the owner really liked us, so we got, like, good treatment and everything. But mm-hmm. just one day, all of a sudden, Kaiser Sose. Yeah. Vanished Gone. without
1: a trace. Great, great concept. I wish I knew somebody with a bar who could do a similar thing.
0: That'd be amazing. Unfortunately, like I've seen people like pull off the idea, but it, it, it kind of it, it's it's different. So I don't know if he, I don't know if he'd ever had the especially where the, the location was horrible. I've seen seven bars yeah, be in that location. I mean, and fail.
1: when you have to drive through a parking lot to get to your parking lot. That's kind of that's yeah. Kind of bogus. Bad
0: locations. So, I guess what I would say is, is that if you're if you're somebody that's like a business owner or something, and let's say let's say Steve, let's say that I'm Jared, restaurant owner, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go, or let's
1: just call you
0: Luke. Let's call me Luke, and I go, I go, I'm like, you know, Nick, I want to open up a pizza place. I'm gonna buy this spot, this restaurant that has had six other pizza places here. Fail, but I'm going to do it right. It doesn't work. It does not work. You, I have watched in downtown Plainville. I have seen this place. I have seen a pizza place right down the road from there. And Sullivan's and everything have had restaurant after yeah. restaurant after restaurant in them not work. You are not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> Try somewhere else. I mean, it's a lot. Of, I mean, what do they say? Location, 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 yep, right? Exactly you are trying to open a bar and four other bars have failed and you have to drive through a parking lot to get to your bar you might want to reconsider your choices don't don't take the easy rent
1: yeah but you know tap house is down the street too so we're ah,
0: delicious delicious tap house i can finally get the tap house cuban at the uh, lamont location i'm so excited about nice. that. it's so good so, Steve, uh, something new that kind of came out this week that I think uh, this week and the last week, whatever, I think we're both we're stoked about, we talked about a couple episodes, Daredevil came out finally on yes, Netflix. Yes, it
1: did, and it is amazing.
0: Fucking awesome. Claire, what's your – hold on. Hold on she's, she's running over here.
2: I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Although, as I've said recently several times, is that you know I'm nerdy enough to really be into comic books, but I'm not so into comic books that I'm like – this is completely wrong. So um, because it's still kind of new to like the exact storylines, like I have most of the baseline like outside If someone's like, recap Batman, recap Superman. I can give you recaps, but I can't tell you like specifically like this person is, you know, this or this happened and whatever. So at least have enough understanding to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I actually, and y'all can laugh at me as much as you want. I liked the original Daredevil with Ben Affleck. That's right, I said it. Um, you can
0: leave the show now. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm sorry, no. but I did, but no. hold on. You're done.
2: I like bad, well, one, I like bad movies. Uh-huh. Two, it's kitschy, and we all know how much I like a kitschy comic book movie. <laughs> so it has a lot of things in it that I like, even though I'm not saying it's a good comic book movie, but I liked the movie. And it's all good, you know. There are some good things about it. It's
0: not all good. Hey,
2: Evanescence is on the soundtrack, and that song's awesome. <laughs> um, ben Affleck played a
0: good blind guy.
1: <laughs> no, he didn't. Not, not compared to this guy. This guy's no, spectacular. yeah. Oh, I yeah, love I how love. dark
2: it is. Yeah. I love, love, love Deborah Ann Woll because yep. she is she's a great actress. You know, not only was she great in True Blood because she was spectacular. That's my won, girl. The range of character and stuff, but you know it's fun cuz she goes from like i'm i'm interested to see her character development cuz like in true blood like she goes from like sweet and innocent to like fucking fierce then it's great so i'm, I'm super stoked Arr, to see how it goes fierce. and the dude from um you know mighty ducks is the assistant lawyer i'm down for that let's, let's <laughs> it. yeah
1: and Clack. they they Clack. they do the thing that i like about because i've been fin- you guys have only seen the first episode because right. yeah, okay. we, we did
0: we did arrow and we did arrow and daredevil last okay. night because she hadn't seen arrow yet
1: excellent um i have i have completed the the run i've seen all 13 episodes that's awesome and I particularly love about it the excellent. There's one of the things that I think makes a good story, whether it's a comic book, a movie, or a TV series, is the supporting cast. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know the the what they do with uh, Foggy's character and her character, and you'll meet Ben Urich very shortly. Uh, He's a reporter, and the things that and the Kingpin's character they're all story driven performances, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I I just just watching the first episode, which is yeah, generally like you're trying to feel your legs out on on a show. They, they, they've really done a really good job with yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and it's, uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned Arrow, so I'm going to go ahead and put this out there for people who have, you know, maybe watched one or the other. They're very different shows, even though they're both comic book TV shows, where Arrow has to kind of appease the masses and be a serialized program going on for seasons. I think Marvel and Daredevil have a huge advantage being on Netflix and being like, we don't have to stop for a commercial break. We don't have to consider the Particular, you know, we don't have to consider uh, the primetime audience base because people are going to watch us when they want to watch us. And exactly.
2: Actually, that was the same thing I said yesterday. I'm totally interjecting again, but as uh, we were watching Arrow, yes, welcome back to the show. Th- thanks for having me. Or, <laughs> don't you, know, you have a show? I do. But I'm not <laughs> recording today, <tonight>, so <laughs> I'm on yours. And there was a voiceover when he um, during one part, like halfway through, three quarters through the episode, and I went, "Well." This is now, you know, it's a CW show. <laughs> you know, I think it was unnecessarily, unnecessary overview but it was to bring in the people that don't really understand that world. Precisely. You know, you know, cause yeah. you not only have comic book fans watching, but you also have tween girls that are like, "Oh, this guy is cute and mm. they're watching it. And so they're trying to maintain all their audiences, Exactly, which is one of the things that I think some of the big directors when they've done it's like a, books to movie have said the same thing too. Yeah. Like this isn't just for Uber fans. This is for everybody. Right. So you have to kind of, it's, it it's a
1: lot of, it's a lot of plates to keep spinning. And I think, yeah. bo- I think both shows do an excellent job.
0: I agree. Um, Having said that, like if you just go like apples to apples on this, I I kind of personally I liked I hate to say it I liked Daredevil more. I
1: I, I knew you were uh, going to go that route, and I can un, I can understand exactly why because it's. It's going to keep that through line of that darker, grittier show throughout the thirteen episodes. Arrow's first season is twenty four episodes, Whoa. so I mean they had to keep it going much longer. That's so you're crazy. So you know, kind of like a, a season of twenty four, where one storyline is going to end and another is going to pick right. up, and it's all the same. Um, they're both extremely enjoyable and for different reasons, which is why I sure. think they're very standalone.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Um. Sorry, like somebody sent me. Oh, damn it! I wish I could. Well, yeah, for some reason, it's like it's it's looked like looks like it's more than or just like right at a month out, so I can't really pull it up. Um, Christy, I'll get with you. I want you to send that back because I lo- like I told you I love the topic. I thought it was a good one for some content, so I'll have, you, I'll have you send that back in. Which brings me to another piece of our general content that we have on something gate. Steve, I know you've seen these. We kind of talked about them, but do you have your detective hat?
1: Of course. I always have my detective That's hat. That's a
0: good thing, Steve. So our buddies over at You're Going to Get a Disease, namely Nick Proll, helped us out on our Florida Story of the Week. Uh, Hashtag Flirt. <laughs> so Steve...
1: I got to admit, this one was hilarious.
0: Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> so well, Steve, let's get, give me the recap of what happens to the story. Remember.
1: Um Guy goes into his ex-girlfriend's place and poops on everything.
0: That is pretty much the <laughs> exact headline. Uh, Florida man breaks into ex's home, poops on everything. It's from April 10th. What's um, <laughs> the first order of business after getting released from prison? After getting arrested on charges of domestic battery, criminal mischief, and resisting arrest? Detective Steve, what do you do?
1: Uh, break into your girlfriend's home and defecate on everything. That's right.
0: For Michael Anthony Johnson, a true flirt, a man. It's breaking your ex-girlfriend's home and plastering the place with your poop for at least one child's <laughs> eyes to see. It
1: just reminds me of the South Park episode. ah, oh, so nice. <laughs> Where Cartman has the revenge business oh, and so, crap on yes, everybody's walls. Waters. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> a family of four had a rude awakening Friday morning when the homeowner's ex-broke and defecated on several of the family's belongings, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Johnson accused of defecating on the victim's bedsheets. A glass kitchen plate, a wallet, and a dresser. A wallet? A wallet. <laughs> the defendant had only been out of jail for two days before violating the no contact order. Investigators oh, wow. said it in an arrest report. To me, it seems like a logical way to get back, is, uh, back to prison as quickly as possible. This, this whole uh, article is from mancave.cbslocal.com. Uh, Johnson was charged with uh, burglary of an occupied dwelling. Criminal mischief, sanitary nuisance. I didn't know that. I did not know that, that was even a crime. <laughs> sanitary nuisance. <laughs> okay. Providing false information to law enforcement. Ah, it's, it's supposed to say petty theft, but this says petite theft. Huh. And aggravated stalking. I would think smearing shit all over your ex's house would be aggravated stalking, especially yeah. if you have a uh, restraining order. Sounds
1: like a good way to catch a beatdown. Is what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> 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 like, like, don't tase me, bro. Like, I don't care. You're, you're still getting tased, mm. and probably Billy clubbed.
0: What's the worst thing you've seen somebody do to an axe? Like, just like it. Like, what's? I mean, not too, because like not too, cause this is like kind of is as as horrible as this is. It's kind of funny. Um, I was like, you went in there to like beat her or anything. I, I mean, I'm not trying to say like that kind of horrible. I'm saying like, what's what's like the the craziest thing you've seen somebody do to an axe
1: date them again oh.
0: <laughs> oh, Steve.
1: it's back to the track to the wall you can put it on the board yes oh man
0: that's good
1: uh, um. In all in all, serious. I like. I. I don't. I don't get the the be awful to your ex thing. Like, it, I had a bad situation with an ex, and we were at each other's throats for a while. But it was all just like sparring, you know, like verbally going at each other, Verbal and, shots and you know and lobs. And- it like I could never. It would never cross my mind to like break into her place and deface it in any way.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I don't
1: like. I just. I. I don't get it when when it's over.
0: Like it's that's, over. That's
1: it. And like I can understand. You know, I can certainly understand the emotional aspect of it and needing to you know have closure or whatever. And there's the impulse to do something, but th- there's this thing called your. Brain, where you go? No, brain. That's a bad idea. And then you don't do it. (laughs) Well
0: it sounds so So, good at the time.
1: You know, could I have you know gone to one X's work and forced a confrontation uh, with her? Yes. Would I have? No. (laughs) I just like I just there's a disconnect there some way where I don't really get that. Yeah,
0: it it doesn't. I hear you. How about you? Um, exes, I don't know. I mean, generally, I, I've been the kind of guy, like, personally, I've been the kind of guy to where if I've had an ex, I just kind of break it and leave, and I, it, that's it. I mean, there's no real more contact after that, anything like that. Um,
1: you think the internet has um, changed that, the complexion of that landscape?
0: Uh, yeah, because I'm friends on Facebook with some of my exes, so absolutely, it's changed that. Um, I don't know why i mean it's like it, it's not it's not a positive it's not a, it's it's a net negative it's a net you know it's a net zero there's there's no there's no positive or negative to it i mean i don't know um but yeah i think i think it's harder to get away from or like separate yourself from what your relationship was if you were you know have as ease of access there's to yeah that. there's an
1: accessibility there that i think makes uh, things more difficult sometimes.
0: Yeah. Um but like seeing anybody do something mean, I've seen a lot of people get drunk and do dumb shit at my house, but I've never seen uh-huh. like I've never seen or heard my buddy or anything or friends go and really poop on anything. <laughs> so in honor of you're going to get a disease, I have a uh, Luke Flurda Story for you.
1: Oh, well, a Luke Florida story. A Luke
0: Florida story.
1: Okay. When did Luke go to Florida?
0: Luke must have been in Florida around uh, April thirteenth of twenty fifteen. What hmm. happened? What happened little bit, you know right before, uh, right before during. Oh, oh, you know it's probably a drunken night after the odd couple. Ah, cast party. You know, yep. It's uh yeah, April thirteenth at around uh, five thirty and well five thirty p.m. Uh, anyway, no ooh, uh, midnight in seventeen minutes. Anyway, so. For those of you that don't listen to you're gonna get a disease. You should. First off. And second of all, back in the day, back when Luke was a was a younger man, he was a bouncer at a bar. And this story kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Pulled this story originally from Fark.com, which is my source of all <laughs> of my fun Florida stories. Steve, when you're when you're when you're at a bar, and unable to pay for your drinks, what, what should you do when the bouncer confronts you about it? What should you do? Run. That that would be the smart thing to do. Maybe, you know, pay your bill, run away.
1: But I don't have the money.
0: Exactly. So, so now you get your detective hat on. Yay. What do you think this nice gentleman did at this bar?
1: Uh, probably tried to throw a punch.
0: Ooh, close. Generally, you'd think that. Apparently this guy was sober enough to know that he was going to get his ass beat by a bouncer. What else would you have done?
1: Um, Taser.
0: Also a good idea. Now, let's say that you live in Florida. What would you have done then? (laughs) Swim for it. No. (laughs) This gentleman decided that uh, after he couldn't pay his bar tab.
1: ooh, put an alligator in his car.
0: See, Now I would have believed that. See that make that makes perfect common flirty sense to me. However, the headline of this story is: Bouncer set on fire after bar argument; victim taken to hospital for treatment. Oh Jesus! Lucy, Florida. A bouncer set on fire early Monday morning. Wait, wait, went... His
1: last name is Florida.
0: No, no, <laughs> no Lucy, Florida, and like, Lucy, Florida. Oh, oh,
1: oh! A, <laughs> what are the odds?
0: <laughs> a, a bouncer was set on fire early Monday morning after a disagreement at a Port St. Lucy bar. Investigators said that the incident began at Neely's Grog House when a patron at the bar was told he could no longer run a tab that he had to pay for his drinks. The man had been writing checks to the bar, which had bounced, investigators said, writing checks at a bar on a Sunday night. Wow. Yes. Who
1: the hell writes checks anymore?
0: Florida. Like, I can't,
1: I I don't even remember the last check that I wrote.
0: Florida. Sorry. So upset, the man, whose name has not been released, started asking other bar patrons to help him. When a bouncer told him to leave, the man threw a cup of gasoline in Brian Johnston's face and took off, the official said. Where the
1: hell did you get a glass of gasoline? I
0: don't know. <laughs> Johnson and the other bar patrons chased after the man and tackled him. That's when the man pulled out a lighter, officials said. Surveillance video shows flames engulfed Johnston. There is the video on this, by the way. Johnson was taken to a hospital for treatment. There's no word on his condition.
1: I'm going to call shenanigans on this. Where do you get a glass of gasoline? Like I've I've ordered my fair share of odd drinks at a bar. I don't think I've ever r- r- ordered or been served gasoline.
0: Gasoline, yeah. This is from W E S H in Orlando.
1: <laughs> Are you sure you didn't just like throw whiskey on him or something? Does it say gasoline?
0: Uh, actually, can I? Speaking of this, the first comment on this story is from a John Richardson. He goes just one question: Who carries a cup of gas into a bar? <laughs> 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 Second post. Who, I pose another question: What bar takes checks for drinks? <laughs> oh, oh God, Florida. Florida, you're horrible. It's all bad, man. Still home. I mean, like here's here's the, here's the headline for the week in Florida, right? Okay, so this is just from Monday, okay? So Monday, if you're one of the few people in America who thinks Marco Rubio would make a great president, this could change your mind. Disneyland plans ride enhancements for upcoming sixtieth anniversary. The most requested upgrade is earplugs for anyone riding it's a small world. Um, three men three people shot outside a bowling alley. If you ever thought you wanted to kill yourself after waiting on hold for the next available operator, you should imagine how this guy felt. Oh, uh, got that one. What's nate who can name three disturbing things in the mom's home? Uh North Carolina murder suspect with poorly drawn tattoos found sleeping on Daytona Beach. I mean, it's just it's <laughs>
1: What's that last I one again?
0: North Carolina murder suspect with poorly drawn tattoos found sleeping on Daytona Beach.
1: <laughs> I like the poorly drawn tattoos part. Not only has this guy got identifying marks, oh but they're poorly drawn.
0: Oh, my God. Here's another one from Orlando. I think that I should never see a man high on flocca humping a tree. Florida.
1: That sounds painful.
0: Florida. <laughs> So those are my Florida stories for the week, kind of uh, in, in honor of, of uh, you're going to get a disease. Looking forward to I hope the uh, run's going good for you, Luke. I know you're never going to hear this, but I uh, break a leg on that stuff, buddy.
1: I'm going to go try and see him on Sunday.
0: Yeah. I, unfortunately, I'm going to be in Michigan. I'm leaving Friday night. I'm not going to be back till late Sunday. Um, Kind of brings us to the, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm in here towards the end of the show. What do you, you got anything for me?
1: Uh no, the the, the Josh Whedon stuff uh, was pretty much Why do you keep saying
0: his name is Josh Whedon? You're driving me nuts. You always say Josh Whedon.
1: Sorry. Didn't realize you were a semantics expert.
0: <laughs> See, but I don't know, because like you're you're clever and you would do that just to drive me nuts. Would I? Okay. Yeah. Especially
1: now that I know.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I think I kind of like to end the uh, end the show in the way that we kind of done a couple times.
1: Yeah, be uh, be sure. And just before we end the show, I just want to say, uh, be sure and listen for the uh, next episode of uh, Dash Drunks, recorded from TCA Spring Classic
0: 2015. TCA is back. The next event is going to be the doubles tournament, which should be coming out sometime in late May, early June ish time period. Maybe
1: if anybody's looking for a partner, the reigning Kotu is uh, is looking for somebody to team up with.
0: He always is looking for somebody to team up with. Phrasing, ladies,
1: line forms to the left.
0: (laughs) I want to also shout out to uh, On That Just Happened. One, thanks for involving us on your your podcast, getting us to answer one of your questions. I thought it was a good idea on the uh, Tom Cruise. But I also kind of wanted to say uh, we got another special episode coming up with them, don't we, Steve?
1: Yes, sir, as soon as we all see Avengers.
0: That's right. Avengers 2, we're going to have a crossover episode real similar to the uh, April Fool's. Probably not the April Fool's episode, but they did a crossover episode. With You're going to get a disease at uh, episode 31. That was really good. But uh, this this April Fool's episode was pretty Those funny. I liked were that. Those great. I liked that. <laughs> it was hilarious. So good good work on that, you guys. You all did good. Um, So once Avengers 2 comes out, there should be some uh, pretty good content there. We're going to nerd out. So if you don't like the uh, comic books, tough shit.
1: Listen anyway. Maybe you'll be cool you and exactly. start liking them.
0: So, uh, you I'd can't like- escape it. <laughs> I'd like to uh, end the show with remarks for the good of the uh, show, Steve.
1: Oh man. Uh I've just you know, however much longer we get to keep doing this, I have a blast every time. This is great.
0: This is this is fun. I, I had a, we we had a lot of fun uh, a couple nights ago, we talked about a couple show ideas that we had that we want to do with some some special guests. Um that's my dryer going off in the background. Fuck that dryer. Um but I'm looking forward. to it. I think we got some good stuff on the horizon. Things will uh keep Progressing pretty well, and I'll try and keep myself off of whiskey when we record. No, during the day, so
1: much more fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, see, why don't you go ahead and take us out, buddy?
1: Oh man, haters are gonna hate, ainers are gonna ain't, alligators are gonna alligate. We appreciate you spending your night with us, guys.
0: I'm Steve barda This is Jared Sampson. This has been something gate. Good night. I'll give away my heart again. Love you. Love this town. Love this mother loving truck that keeps breaking loving down.